Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Anybody in the building know what it's like? Let's give God a hand clap of praise, amen? Come on, all over the building. Praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. So it seems that the church is not fully awake uh, because when you say praise your Lord, the reason why this should be so easy to do is because as you begin to say praise, the, you can't even get to the praise the, and you begin to remember all of these miraculous things that God has brought you through. And see, for real, for real, we had to have, like, we, it ought to be like, we need 20 minutes after I say praise the Lord, because y'all just done wrecked the place on the strength of what God has brought you through, never didn't let you stay in, protected you from, you understand what I'm saying to you, so let's just try this again. Praise your Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we bless his holy name, amen. We bless God for the praise and worship that went forth. We bless God uh, for the for Pastor Wayne and his uh, awesome talent. Amen. Amen. Man. We got to learn how to praise God in other ways. Amen. If we if we only praise God or sing songs and that's all we do. And what do we do for everybody else that's out there that don't always want to sing? Amen? Amen? Uh, Paul said that I become all things to all men that I might win some to Christ. Amen? They rapping out there, y'all. <laughs> is Children's Church open today? Children's Church is open. Amen. Now, this is what you clap for when you see this happen. Watch this. Children's Church is open. Yeah, that's what you clap about. Amen. We bless God for all of our teachers and preachers and pastors and media and everyone that helps make this thing happen every Sunday. Amen. Young people. I want to show y'all something real quick because they're going. You remember when you remember when you used to you see the kids, right? I'm going to show you this. This is deep. And the little kids, and we say children's church is open, right? And then as they get older, and you see the middle school kids going, and the high school kids going, they go slower. But if you remember when they was in children's church, they was, but then they got to middle school. And the need to be there wasn't as urgent as they understood it to be when they was this little. The Bible says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And when he says that when you use the word knew, it means intimately. I, I, I sat, I talked with you, I got to know you, I put my heart in you. And so when they're young, you know, so we have uh, my granddaughter here. She, she's not too long left Jesus. We've got... Uh, 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 John Dora, I don't know if she had the baby yet, but once the baby is here, uh, uh, the baby will have not too long left Jesus. And so what happens is, 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 is they come to church from the womb. You understand what I'm saying to you? And when you call children's church, they're getting down through there. But by the time that they get to the sixth grade, 
the world becomes interesting. The world becomes interesting and they walk slower to children's church. By the time that they get to high school, not all of them, but the majority, by the time that they get to high school, they're sitting in the seat going, I really don't even feel like being here. I don't feel like going down there and listening to that. So it's so vitally important that we be who we say we are. Because one of the hardest things that I ever had to deal with was going to church, uh, would have been to deal with, uh, is if I would have had to go to church with somebody that wasn't church for real, who sat around all day long, all Sunday, Monday, you know, from Sunday afternoon to Saturday night, and they were all in the world. But then all of a sudden, we're going to be holy for three hours. As a teenager, that would have been rough for me. But we see how this happens. Children's church. Middle school. High school. And statistics show that when they graduate, most oftentimes we don't get our babies back. They go on to college and they don't go to church where they, go to the, where they end up going to live or go to study. After they graduate college, they don't go and find a place of worship. They don't come home and come back to worship. We lose them. And so we have to be so encouraging to our children from day one on up that this is necessary in their lives. Amen? Amen? How, much, how, many, how many of you knew that your greatest investment won't cost you anything? It won't cost you money. It just costs you time. Your greatest investment will be in your children, in your nieces and your nephews, in your grandchildren. And it won't cost you anything but your time and your wisdom. Amen? Amen. God willing for the, let me, let me say this real quick before we get started too. I'm excited. Yesterday, I uh, got a phone call. Day before yesterday, I got a phone call. Um, and I was asked just to pray for Sister Teresa. And many of you on the Facebook page saw where I asked you just to pray for her. We didn't put any details out there. And I remember when I put it on the board, on the board I looked over at Miriam and I said, we need a miracle from everything that I just heard. We need a miracle. And we were dealing with, uh, dealing with COVID and we were dealing with ventilators and pneumonia and, and all three of those things are put together. We've watched it all for the last two years equal usually death. And I, and I, and I looked over at Miriam and I said, we need a miracle. Uh, yesterday, uh, got a call, Stephanie, and she said, well, I got some news for you. And I just like, oh, Lord. And she said, uh, she's sitting up. Still got the rest. She's still on a ventilator, but she's sitting up. She's conscious, and she's watching TV. Now, what's so deep about that was not, see, see we forgot to clap because there was a miracle right there. But the dope part about it, here's the dope part of the story, is she was found unresponsive. So we don't, we don't really know. <laughs> We don't really know how long she went without oxygen, but usually from the hospital to the crib is too long. And you was found unresponsive, so that gives me the, the reason to believe that you was out before they got there, uh, before you was found, you know. Today, I got a phone call on the way, on the highway up here, on the way here, and Stephanie said, uh, well, she got some information. I said, oh, okay, what's, 
what's going on because you know with this COVID thing it changes so fast it's mutated everything's popping off just every time we turn around and you could be okay today and down tomorrow and so I, she said I, I got got some news and she knows how to wind me up pretty good because she she played it long and strong and I said I said what's what's going on Stephanie what's what's happening and she said well the ventilator's out <laughs> she's she's eating on her own <laughs> you better make some noise. Thy plague will not come near our dwelling. Amen. You hear me? The weapon might form, but it won't be able. <laughs> Why should you get a little more excited than that? Because the same God that brought her through is the same God that's in the process of bringing wherever you might be right now. He's, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. And I am excited to be on the winning team. Amen? Amen. So, so um, just bear with me. We won't be here long today. Um, God willing, for the next three weeks, we will be dealing with a sermon series entitled Deliverance from Conditioning. Deliverance from Conditioning. And I think before I begin to get into the definition of the word conditioning, I want to say that... Um, um, this is going to be a rough one. Today we're going to walk through it. Today we're going to walk through it rather easily. But this is going to be a rough one uh, because, not because I'm preaching hard or anything like that, but simply because we're going to realize some things about ourselves that might have happened in the weeks to come that might give us an understanding of why we are, who we are, and where we are today. Amen. Now there's, you know, so, so we're going to talk about this conditioning, and most times when we talk about conditioning, it's in the negative, and it will be today, except for my sister and my brother-in-law's conditioning me real good by being in church a whole lot, and this conditioning is making me better. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> All right. I forgot to say, she told me one day, she said, if you clean that car, I'll be at church. 45 minutes, I sent her a picture of my car clean. I pulled up today and said, I didn't wash my car. She came anyway, so bless the Lord. <laughs> I think it's first important to define what the word conditioning is. The definition of the word conditioning is the process or training or accustoming, accustoming uh, a person or animal to behave in a certain way or to accept, just accept certain circumstances. I, I want you to think about the definition for a second of what conditioning is. I want to say it to you again. And I just want you to think about that. The process or training or accustoming a person or animal to behave in a certain way or to accept certain circumstances. I've I got a question for you real quick. How many of you heard the definition? How many of you heard the definition or read the definition on the screen and for some reason began, began to feel uncomfortable? Anybody, anybody could just, you know, you read that definition and you was like, hmm. And the reason, the reason that you might have felt a bit uncomfortable 
in the first few minutes of this sermon already is because you've already figured it out. This series was birthed out of a conversation uh, that our administrator and Alicia uh, and I were having about the frustrations of having witnessed to a particular people for so long and yet still to see any fruit. While, while in the conversation, this thought came across my mind. It is not so much the sins that we see on the outer rim of this particular people, these particular people that we are at war with, but rather we have been at war with the mental conditioning of this particular people. I want to I wanna say this, and I need to be very careful with how I present this because I don't want to come across offensive, but I think that we have been led to chase the acts of sin and try to crucify what we see as sinful in a person's life, not realizing that all of what has been seen in our natural senses was actually just a smoke screen in order to protect the base of negative mental conditioning that has been taking place for years. In, in other words, we chase it after this when we really should have been focused on that. You understand what I'm saying to you? Mental strongholds, fortified places in our mind that have conditioned many to believe that through the act of sin, we can experience the bliss and happiness that we have so desired. And here's the cold part about the conditioning, because this stronghold uh, has been able to operate in our lives for so long, though we knew that we weren't where we were wasn't healthy. Uh, it produces desire. It produces the sense of feel good. And it feel good, feels good now. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Anything that you have ever taken part of that you knew that you was wrong in taking part of, one of the reasons was it felt good and it felt good now. Who wants to wait on marriage when it can feel good now? Who wants to, who wants to wait check after check to feel like you're getting nowhere fast and you can do a few things and feel better and have what you desire now? I was in a conversation yesterday with a brother and he told me, he said, I've been hoping uh, for this particular thing. He says, I've been hoping for it. And, and, and you know, and, and I, said, said, I said, well, let me ask you something. Are, are you certain that you've been hoping for it or have you been desiring it? And he said, what's the difference? I said, because mim desire mimics hope. Hope is a God thing. Oftentimes we find that our desires are caught up in our flesh. And so, such as hope is a God thing, desire has a God too. <laughs> and you got to be careful not to think you're hoping for what you're really just desiring. Ah, Jesus. A anybody ever have the desires that they desire? And after a while, those desires 
blow up in your life. Lord, have mercy. Let me get through this. This is why why when those of us who are at one time or who were at one time caught up in the life that was contrary to God and his word, when we finally came to ourselves, we look back on the old us and can't believe at one time this is who we were. Anybody ever do that? You know, you ever go through your, your, your photo, your photo album, and you ain't really looking at you. You're looking at who you were then as a person. Because anytime that I look at a photo for me of past years, I'm not really necessarily looking, you know, at my sexiness. I am <laughs> kind of used to that. No, I'm just, I'm <laughs> but I'm looking because I've been through some hell, because I've been through some pain, because I've been beat down. I can look at pictures of the past and what I remember is not what was going on around me as much as what was going on in me. Yeah. Lord, have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody ever do that? And, 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 and cannot believe that from where you were then to where you are now. I want to I arrest your in, uh, intelligent attention. Uh, and I had this ready for the screens. And I, you know, we, we went to a building dedication service this morning. And so we left fairly earlier than what we usually do, so it threw everything off. But I had, I had these two pictures uh, of elephants, but I still want to share the illustration with you, and if you could just grab it in your mind, okay? And so, and so uh, the first elephant I was going to show you was the full-grown elephant. You see it in your head, you've been to the zoo, you know what it looked like. And it's humongous, right? And the average elephant, though there are different types of elephants, the average elephant weighs at least six tons. Six tons. The elephant is considered to be the most powerful mammal in sheer and just sheer raw strength in the earth realm. And it can carry on its back the weight of, watch this, 130 adult humans. So, 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 so it can carry nine tons, around nine tons of weight on its own. In, in, in the trunk of the elephant, it is 150,000 muscle fibers, solid muscle. And it can pick up a 300-pound being, just the trunk alone, with no problem. In fact, in fact you, can, you can go on YouTube and, 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 and witness the videos like in Africa where they have videotape the elephants flipping the cards over just with their trunk alone and actually destroying small houses just with the trunk alone. And they can do these things that with ease because they are so powerful. Now, now I want you to get this. Uh, uh, I, I want you to get this. Uh, one of the ways that these enormous creatures are trained for the circus and for service is that uh, when they are babies, and at this point I would have shown you the small picture of the elephant because a small elephant is just about like this, you know. It's, it's, it's really small compared to this massive entity that has birthed it. But while it is small, like about this side, you know, just, just right, right in here, what they do is they take a chain and they chain the leg 
of the animal, of the elephant. And what the elephant tries to do, being young, is to break the chain. The chain is stuck into a stake, a stake in the ground. And the elephant, the baby elephant, tries to break the chain. Tries to break the chain. But he never can. As the elephant gets older, they never take off the chain. And so as the, as the elephant gets just a little bit bigger, he's still stuck. So by the time that the elephant is an adult, the massive elephant that we were looking at in our imagery, mental imagery, uh, just a little while ago, by the time that he gets to that enormous size, that enormous size that blows your mind when you see one in real life, it does not even try to get free of the chain anymore. It has quit. It has stopped. It has conceded that though I am as massive as I am, I can't, I can't break free. Whew. At this stage of his life, at that baby stage of his life, they... They enter his development process by tying him to that chain from where he cannot get loose from his own power. Do you remember when you were young? And some of you may in here have been blessed with just the greatest of parents that always built you up, that always made you feel that you could conquer the world. But for some of us, we had some people in our lives young in the infantry stages, in the, in the toddler stages, in, in the childhood stages, that, 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 that though they were supposed to love you, they gave you a chain. And while you were trying to find out who you were, you were trying to grow into who you were to be, you had negative influence in your life to the point that you, you didn't try out for the basketball team because you was told you, you ain't that good at anything. You didn't try out for cheerleading because you were told you wasn't skinny enough and pretty enough and and while you were a child, you you trying to figure out that why is it that I can't learn like everybody else can learn, but, but you walked around in a house where they called you stupid. Keep on, you're going to fall and break your neck, stupid. You so, why, why do you act so dumb? And you took this mentality to school. And as they tried to teach you, your chain rejected, rejected it all. Now, some years later, some of you don't even know what living your best life is all about. You, you can't really even bang at the club when they... I'm living my best life, you know, because you're just living your most 
uh, uh, settled for a life. How many people are in the building today that if they were going to be honest and didn't care about who knew what would admit to the fact that, that, that you are upset with where you are in life because you know your potential. You, you know that you were better than what they played you in. But because you were influenced in a different type of way, the world has yet to see the best you. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to talk about you for a minute. I'm going to talk. My sister's so beautiful, ain't she? No, no, you know, I'm, I, I want, I'm going to say something. She was always all of our mothers. She was always all of our mothers. She took care of me as I grew up in school. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want y'all to think like this is play sister and play. This is a woman that took care of me. When I was tripping on my grades, she interjected more than people in my, in my bloodline. Anyway, you know, if I didn't look like I was eating good, she'd make sure that for the next couple of weeks, me and Brandy's brother Bobby was at her crib because we were going to eat. You understand what I'm saying to you? If whatever was off, she mothered us. And, and, and so, so you begin to study who you love. And so now I'm watching her and her husband and their TikTok superstars. And I told my wife one day, she's always doing this on this TikTok. And, and oh, you know, they just ain't no telling what James is going to be doing. They just, they just be doing it on this TikTok. And I told my wife one day, I said, she's finally free. She's done mothering. All the pressure's off. And she's free. And she's living her, she's, she's trying things. She's having fun. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You just come to the point in your life where you said, you know what? I, I know what they told me all while I was growing up. But you know what? I think I am sexy enough to wear that. I think I am cute enough to try that on. I think I am. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? That, that, that you're, you're, you're to the point in your life where you're looking at your chain and you're saying, you, you know what? I, I think I, I might be strong enough. <laughs> I might be strong enough to break to be able to break away from you. Lord, how mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You celebrate when you begin to understand that what's been holding you all your life no longer has the power to hold you any longer. Lord, have mercy. The chain does not, just as the chain does not hold the elephant, the stake in the ground does not hold the elephant. The only thing that keeps him at bay is his conditioning. So, so, so I wanted you to see uh, 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 here why it is so very important to know that conditioning, if not curlful, can trump Potential. Mm -hmm. Content conditioning can trump potential. Lord, have mercy. See, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the humongous, that humongous creature that is all, you know, that there, there was going to be, I mean, it was just a humongous, this humongous animal is, was being held by a small chain. 
And yet that conditioning over the years had duped this huge elephant into believing that he couldn't get free, just as your conditioning over the last couple of years has duped you to believing that you can't be free. Just like the chain does not hold that animal, nor does the hell that's in your life right now have the power to hold you. So, so if your conditioning, but, but if your conditioning is stronger than your belief in yourself, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how good you can sing. It doesn't matter, you know, about whatever gifts God has given you. If your conditioning has trained you to believe that you are not good enough, your gifts and potential will always be handcuffed and handicapped to less than. And you will never live beyond your conditioning. Let's look at John, 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8. Chapter 3, verse number 8. But when you, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. Here's what I want you to catch. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. You're supposed to clap right there. Remember, we're giving you that. Tracy. Why do we, why should we clap at it when we read, but the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil? You, you see why there's a praise moment there? Because we can't. Amen. We can't, we can't trump the devil. We can't win on our own. And we have a father, an Abba father who loves us so much that he sent his son to do what we were not able to do ourselves, amen? So when you hit, there you go, you're supposed to clap. I, because you know how to clap after a free throw. You know how to clap after a touchdown. You anything like me, after Miriam cooks, I clap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, Deshaun's in the house. You, 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 you know when the meal's prepared and you've been hungry for a minute and you just, you, you walk in, you just, I've been in, I, I had got out of my car, just walked through the garage. And <laughs> I can tell you every dish on the stove. I was in a bad mood, but now I'm happy. Okay, let me. <laughs> I want to get y'all. And, and see, here's the thing. Satan will, will stop your praise. See, many of you heard that, but the Son of God has come to destroy the works of the devil. And you knew that was a clap moment, but Satan said, you bet not, you bet not, you bet not. Because if he didn't, you see that, how he puts that down in there? If he didn't destroy the works of me, you about to feel me as soon as you leave his church. That's, that happens subconsciously, that, that goes down. So the, so, 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 so the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Ah, you bet not, you better... Yeah. Got to be careful when he's trying to truck you out of your praise. You, 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 let me, can, I, can, I, can I show you how he trucks you out of your praise? You, you remember when something's going to really break through for you, you done got some news, you know it's going to really go down. I'm talking about this is going to be right next level of your life. And you say something like, 
I don't want to say that because I don't want to jinx it. How many has ever done that? What you're saying is, I don't, I don't really want to say that because Satan might come through and take it from me. Like he's taking everything else. Ain't that deep? If God said it's yours, then it's yours. In, in, in another translation, uh, it says, but the Son of God came to destroy all the works of the devil. Not some, not a few, but all of the works of the devil. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah, you clap right there, yeah. Why, why, why clap about that? Because it might be some works of the enemy operating in your life right now. Against you, against your children, against your family, against your job. Anybody having tro- tro- uh, tr- uh, problems on the job? Trouble at the workplace? Shoot, you, you heard he come destroy the works of all, all the works of the devil. Oh, that's my, all means my job too. Yeah. All means my child tripping in school too. All means my child's father who ain't doing enough in his child's life. All too. So we know that, that that's what the Son of God came to do. He came to destroy all the works of the devil. And get this, he, he did that on Calvary. Now, now, now here's what's deep. Is this word destroy, the word destroy up there, it actually translates from the Greek uh, to mean luo, to the word luau, luau, which means to loosen or to untie. And it, it, it means to take something uh, that was in a knot and loosen it up. So if you can take something that was in that was once in a knot and loosen it up, you can what? You can now get out of it. Oh, so so let's look at it like this. But when the, uh, but when people keep on saying it shows that, da, 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 but the Son of God came to untie, to unloose the works of the enemy. That's a whole different meaning now, ain't it? <laughs> oh God. Why, why, why get so excited about that? Because, because, because it don't make no, never mind what I thought I couldn't defeat, he's already defeated when he got on Calvary. Oh, Lord. And see, you see, that, that was why the visual of the elephant was going to be so important, because every person in this room and on, that's watching on social media, listening uh, to this, if you are a child of God, that, that, and, and uh, uh, the chain around your life has been untied. And that was written a whole long time before we was born. So, so you mean, yeah, yeah, because see, the, the, the dying was so prophetic. Oh, God. The dying was so prophetic that, 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 that it died for what you was going to do, Lord have mercy. What, what you was going to be tied to, what you was going to be connected, could not get away from. The, the, you understand what I'm saying to you, Lord have mercy. <laughs> this is how cold God is. Notice it didn't say, Lord, it didn't say yank. It didn't, come, it, 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 it didn't come to yank you away from the, the, the evil or, or to yank away from the works of the devil. It, 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 said, it said he simply came. You free. You free. You free. You free. See, it don't take no whole lot because he's God. You understand what I'm saying to you? You, you? you know how we've been down here and we've had deliverance services and we've cast demons out of people and you don't hear me screaming. Ah, Loose her and let her go. 
Why? Because the power in the name, the power in the... Free. I've been going through it for 40 years. I ain't tripping. You're free. I, I can't put this pipe down. You can now. You're free. Because I have untied you from what was holding you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Can I just go ahead and tell somebody in here that's going through something today that they have yet to be untied from? Just tell him. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and kick my shoes off because now I'm, I'm untied. You, you can't kick off what you're still tied to, but once it's untied, you fall off from again. Oh, Lord, I'm mercy. We're almost done, I promise. Get this, get this. Whatever you feel like has had you bound in life, whatever has been hindering you from being the best you, no longer has control and power over you because Jesus on the cross destroyed or loosened the evil that's been discouraging you from greater. Just untie you. It's done. It's done. Just flip it off. Whatever you feel like has you bound in life, it's been done. What, 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 what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is whatever you think that has had the power to keep you bound is your conditioning. That's all. That's all it's ever been is your conditioning. That's it. We, we, we gotta, and we got to be careful because, see, the church is becoming so spiritually spooky that folk don't fool with us no more. I just would like to suggest that everything is not a demon. Everything's not a demon. I know, I know that talk pays good because it makes church a little more interesting. But there's just going to be some things that you're, you're not going to cast out, starting with you. You ain't going to cast you out. So you might as well deal with the conditioning. Amen? So it's just like we know, Alicia and I were talking, and God dropped into my spirit, you're fighting, you're fighting Satan, but he's not your issue. It's your conditioning. It's, see, see, that's, that's the problem. We, we, we've been so busy looking for the demons and all of that type of stuff, you know, uh, you know, but we stopped looking at us. The enemy in me. How, how I've been played growing up. How I've been led astray about myself growing up. You, you, you'd be surprised if we was to take an honest poll to find out how many people in here hate themselves. We did an altar call. Y'all remember that? We did an altar call. And, and I said, I said, the Lord is desiring your, the, the Lord is, is calling for your truth. If you have a, a spirit of self-hatred, if you hate yourself, come on down here to the altar. And almost the whole church came down. Because, again, you look at your, and here's the problem. Stop talking about, by, by this age, I should be here by now. Stop looking at other people and saying, they, they balling like a rock star, and, 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 and they two years younger than me, and I'm still over here doing it. What they doing ain't got nothing to do with you. It ain't your business. And you'll mess around and hate yourself. And, and then when you stop and say, well, why ain't I where I want to be? Because you didn't go. And why didn't you go? You had a chain on. You were conditioned. Oh, God. So when we were talking, and you know, and he, and he, said, he, said, he said, Satan ain't, ain't your issue. It's, it's when you're dealing with people, it's their, it's their conditioning. 
and the church has many Christians that are quick to want to cast out demons that ain't there. And, 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 and so, so one of the things that we have to learn is who or what we are fighting. And, and, don't, and don't get me wrong, there are times that you know, we're going to have to come up against evil. We know that, and, and, we, and we know that we're going to have to come up against Satan, and he's evil, and we know that. But, but I think that what most of us need to focus on is what we believe about ourselves. You see, Ephesians chapter 2, uh, I'm almost done, uh, uh, verses 2 through 3. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of now, of who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we have once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. What, 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 what is that that he's saying to us? That, that in times past, we operated in the world because that's what we were down with and associated. We was associated with the world. And what we need to understand, uh, and, and this is where it gets rough for us and rough for most believers, is that, that, that life, uh, most of the believers, that's life has been conditioned to Satan's advantage. Most of our life, here's, what you, here's, here's why, this is why, this is why. Why can't I get better? Why can't I do the right thing? Why do I make these mistakes? Why do I end up with these same men? Why do I end up with the same type of women? Because for most of us, we have been conditioned by Satan's advantage. And that con- with that conditioning, we helped push his agenda. Isn't it a thing when you have been pushed by Satan's, his leverage, and the way that he got that leverage was from you? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and I want to say this. Anytime that you are conditioned to Satan's ways, you continuously are holding handing him leverage over your life. He, he conditions us financially in our relationships and health. Everything, everything that he, uh, everything he did, it was so that he could keep a leverage over our lives. He conditioned you, and then he used the leverage from that conditioning. You see what I'm saying to you? So, 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 so get this. He did it so that he could provoke you with certain things. And when he would provoke you with certain things, it would cause you to act. Whether it was your temper, your lust, sex, or whatever it was, he conditioned you to his advantage. And here's where it gets crazy. Because of this conditioning, when we are finally, when we finally turn to God and all of our bonds are broken, we find out that you know, it's all, everything's already been destroyed or, or untied and unloosed from. And that we no longer have, uh, and, 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 and we are experiencing freedom from sin, we no longer have to be depressed. There should be no more thoughts of suicide when we get to that place. But the problem is the conditioning will have you shouting in church but destroyed on the inside. In church 24-7, miserable. I used to, I used to, I used to watch the, 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 uh, the older saints in church. And I didn't want to be saved when I got their age because none of them looked happy. Huh? You, you, how many of you know a bunch of saints that ain't happy. <laughs> Y'all lying. Y'all was going to tell you. You're lying. How many of you, I'm going to ask you again, give you a chance to tell the truth, shame the devil, you know the Lord's watching. Uh, how many of you know a bunch of unhappy, supposed to be saved folk? Nasty. 
nasty. You, know you know whose house you never got to spend a night over? The one who always went to church every Sunday. Uh-uh, cause you, well, I, I grew up in this. I'm for real. We had a friend. We had a friend. I wish Brandy was out here. She'd tell you. We had a friend whose parent would not let us in his house because she said that because we didn't go to church, uh, you know, as we was children, we were making him a bad person. We, we, we were casting de de demons in, in their home. They wouldn't let us in their house because they said they'd have to pray over their house after we left. Yeah, we, 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 I, I grew up with that type of Christian around me. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? And we wonder why the kids don't fool with the Lord. And so, and so, and so, and so you, you got to be careful because, you, you know, uh, you, you just can't be so spiritual that you're unapproachable. Amen. So, so, so by the time that you get to the point to where you realize, hey, I'm, I'm living for God. I'm great. I'm not playing. I'm not. But, but you still jacked up. Why? Because you still believe what Satan's telling you about you. It ain't your business how nobody else feel about you. Satan included. Did y'all hear that? We spend so much time worried about what somebody done said about us. That ain't your business. How somebody feel about us. That's not your business, how they feel about you. That's their issue. But it becomes detrimental when we continuously believe what Satan tells us about us. You understand what I'm saying to you? Listen, I remember when I was like uh, 19, 20 years old, and, and I'm going to show you conditioning, and we're out. And uh, I, I was living in, in, in uh, Westminster Village. And, uh, um, you know, everybody was just real kind of close back then, you know. And so there was this, this young lady, and she had basically, you know, she was probably about 23. She might have been a couple years older than me. And she was still living with her mother in Westminster. And, and then the mom passed away. And so, you know, she, the girl, she worked and, you know, and had a little bread and all that. And so, but she stayed. She went to the, to the rent office and got it to where she could stay in Westminster. Now, Westminster, you know, I'm not knocking Westminster at all, but it, it, when I lived there, it was the projects. It was just another nice way to say uh, housing authority or something like that, Section 8, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking any of that at all. But here's like what I am, I'm knocking, and I did have a problem with. So, so she went, and she got it to work because her mom had lived there for like over, I kid you not, over 20 plus years, and now she's grown up in that, and she's refusing to move, right? Because I said, I said, I feel you, girl, stack your bread. She's like, no, nah, I don't. Why? I said, well, why'd you, why'd you decide to stay in Westminster? I said, why? I said, you're young. You ain't got no kids. You got a good job. Why'd you go get your house? They ain't going to give nobody like me a house. But the problem was she had lived in the projects all her life. And guess what? All the parts of her family that she hung with lived in Westside. Some of them lived on the one way. So some of them lived uh, in East, you see, and some lived in Cooler. And so, and so not knocking any of these places, but what the problem was that they had not seen that they could, she did not, because this is all she had seen her family do, her and her family do, this is all I can have. See, I don't got a problem with Cooler, and just don't, don't retire there. Young people, do you hear me? I don't care about assistance. Just don't always, don't put yourself in a position to always need assistance. Let it assist you to greater. See, so that's what the projects was really, you know, it, number one, we all know it was a project. The pro get it? The projects was a project. But, but you begin to be trained and taught, get the best out of this, come up, and get on to better. But what we've been conditioned to is that we're not ready 
and we're not, we don't, under, we, you know, you say budget, and the sad part is, is people get nervous. We, we was told we couldn't do those things. And, and so, you know, and, and, and since mama was here, and since, so, so if that was all right for her, then it's got to be all right for me. But, but, but what if God was calling you to greater? What if God was calling you to higher? You, you see what I'm saying to you? So, so you, can't, you can't let your conditioning, Lord, have mercy. How many of you have let your conditioning keep you from what you were called to? Can I show you? They show you the job. They show you all the facets of the job. And all of a sudden, you, just begin, you begin to think like, I just want to go back to fries. You begin to see all the responsibility. That's my way. I begin to see. You be, I just, I just want to, you know what, I want to, I want to, you know what, I don't want to do that. They show you the pay. Everybody won't be a manager until you see the responsibility. Then you don't want to be a manager no more. But you got all type of managerial, you know, ideas. Until you become one. And then you understand the situation. You understand what I'm saying to you? I made uh, them two and, and a couple more around here pastors. They hate me now. And if they don't by now, they will probably in six months because everybody has an idea of how they would handle it till they get to. Ain't that deep? How many, how many of you have been, somebody said, here, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to bless you. I'm going to help you get this house. I'm going to help you do this. I'm going to help you. And all of a sudden, you start making excuses of why you don't take the help. I don't know what they're going to want in return. No, it's not that you're scared about that. You're scared because I, I remember... You know, I remember when, when a guy gave me a house, me and my son Stephen, a house, an apartment. He paid the rent for that month, told us to keep the deposit, and it was fully furnished. And he said, it's yours. I know you're struggling. You just got out of prison. And I said, and I went to my bishop, and I said, I, what, what if I can't pay the rent? What, what, if I, what if I, see, and I done lost everything already. What, what if I just lose this too? You ever been to that place where you where you've taken loss after loss, and, and, and then you get you get a chance to be blessed, but you can't deal with the blessing because you're too scared that you might even curse the blessing? It's conditioning. It's conditioning. In the military, they got something they called Mark Time March. And this is what my bishop said to me. He said, He said, You've been to the military, have you? You remember Mark Time March? And I said, Yes, sir. He said, Do it. And he said, March. And I was just, you know, he said, see, the difference between uh, faith. And uh, Mark time Mark faith is faith moves. But Mark time Mark faith, you just moving, but you ain't going nowhere. That's why we shout, but we don't really believe. We, we, we you know, we try to witness to people what we don't believe ourselves. And that's why, I, I, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so we've got to loose this conditioning. You know what the problem was for six years here at this church? We were all conditioned that we was only supposed to have Eastland. We, we, was conditioned, we had a storefront mentality when God had called us to greater. And people, let me just say this, and I'm going to close this thing. And people was wanting to deal with the storefront. We would have a line for 45 minutes after church with these two little bathrooms. We got, we got eight, ten bathrooms now. And people was talking about, I don't know if we should do that. Well, you stay on over with them two bathrooms. But I'm going over where I can use the bathroom anytime I got to. <laughs> I'm 50 now. I got, when I got to use the bathroom, I got to use the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time to be out no 
And then I got to, and I'm the pastor, so I got to be nice and let y'all go first. And I don't, I don't what if I don't want to let you go first? What if letting you go first going to cause me a serious problem? And then, and then when it caused me a problem, y'all leave, and, I, and, and, I, and it was a problem because I was helping y'all, and y'all got the nerve to talk about me as soon as you got in the parking lot. He done peed on himself. He think I'm going to sit under him. I know how this goes. Yeah, I know. Let's get on over here with these other brass rooms. Second <laughs> Corinthians 4, 3, and 4. We're out. <laughs> but even if the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Notice the phrase, has blinded the mind of those who do not believe. How do you blind the mind? I mean, how do you stop a person from thinking? You, you, you can't stop a person from seeing or imagining. So, so how do you blind someone's mental capacity? You, you do it in conditioning them in such a way that they don't see God. See, see, when I was out in the streets and I was selling dope, and, you know, I could not see God. My mind was shown everything but God. You see what I'm saying to you? And so, and so, and so you, you think you're winning, but it's not that you're winning. Your focus is off, that's all. It looks like you're winning for the moment, you see. And then you find out that you're not and hadn't been winning at all. So, so get this. Do you remember when you, uh, do you, remember when you read in John, where John the Baptist, he was, he was on the scene and he was telling everybody to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he was, he was preparing a way for Jesus. And then Jesus comes along and what does he start preaching? Repent. Why? Because the kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now for most of us, we associate, the problem is we associate repentance with the past. So, 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 so Moses, I mean, uh, uh, John the Baptist told us repent. Then Jesus comes on the scene and repent says repent, but the problem is we keep on registering repentance with the past. Oh, Lord. When, 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 and so, get this. When we think of repentance, we tend to think about what I've done or where I've been or what I've done wrong. But I need you to understand that repentance is as much about your future as it is your past. Because in, in this phrase, John the Baptist and Jesus both point repentance toward the future. They say, they say, change your mind because something is about to be presented. Something is being presented. Now, 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 why should I change my mind for something that's coming? Because if my mind is in the wrong place, when that's something that's on the way that's supposed to bless me, when it shows up, I'll miss it. Because my mind has been blinded. So, so I, I have to make sure that my mind isn't blinded so what God has for me, I see it when it shows up. Satan, Satan, Satan works on conditioning you in poverty so when prosperity is presented through the gospel, you can't see it. It's Do you know how many people say are surprised when we say that, that money is more talked about in the scriptures than any other subject? And, and most people look at you and say, that's just what you preachers say. No, that's just how the Bible reads. It's not just what us preachers say. It's how the Bible reads. But you can't see prosperity in the gospel 
because he's already blinded you to poverty. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 so he conditions you in lust. So when love shows up in the form of a person or a relationship, you don't know how to handle that. Can I prove my point? That's why all these, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. These young kids today, they, God, I'm old. These, these younger people today, uh, when it comes to relationships, it's, it's automatically equated to sex. Why? Because most of the young people today didn't grow up in a two-parent home where the parents were married, had a budget, had a curfew. You're going to eat dinner at 7 at the table. You better be there. They don't know anything about that. So, so when someone comes along and shows them some attention, the best thing they know how to do is open up their legs. This is how you keep a man one-on-one. Yeah. I know that's tight. I know that's hard. But y'all know it's the truth, too. Well, you know, this, this is what happens. This is what, you know, Sexy Dex comes along, and, and all of a sudden, everything, everything we were shouting about last week, we done scooted under the rug. Ain't gonna be no fornication over here. That's because you're single. Ain't, ain't, ain't gonna be no, ain't gonna be no, you ain't gonna come over and get none of this and, and, and don't be married to me. That's because ain't nobody pursued you yet. But say that two weeks into someone pursuing you, showing you some attention that you've been desiring. Will your testimony be the same? Men, you know, we, we, you know, I'm going to tell you something, we some funny creatures when we try to get ourselves together. <sighs> Jesus. I'm talking about we are some jacked up creatures. We be saying yes to everything. We just, want get, we just want things to get better, right? You meet that beautiful woman, and she tells you, as my wife told me, she said, uh, uh, I'm just going to, Miriam told me off the top, she was kind of rude. She said, I'm just telling you, if you're after some sex, I'm going to tell you now, I'm not giving up sonship for no man, and whoopty whoopty whoop. And I didn't even know what sonship meant. I was like, but I, was, I wasn't going to lose it. I was like, you know what? And I wouldn't ask you to, praise the Lord. And I'm Googling sonship. Because you might have to give that up. I don't know. Let me see first. Let me. <laughs> I'm playing a role, though. You hear me? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? And I, and, and I knew you was the one. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> How many of y'all do that? Y'all, y'all put y'all's barrier. Y'all let, y'all, can I just talk to, to the women for a minute? How many of you done that when you met you somebody or, or when you meet you somebody? You, you let them know off the top what you ain't standing for. And all he, and, and let me tell you, you know how we know y'all full of crap? Because if, 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 you, if you meant that, when I just said, I feel you, you would have just took me so simply. You do? Yeah, well, come on. <laughs> uh-uh. You do? Yeah, we'll see. Because I mean what I say. See, 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 the truth of the matter is, oh, Lord, I don't know how I got on this. But this is good, so I'm going to go on into it. The truth of the matter is, most of us don't, and I'm talking to the ladies right now, because I'm going to be real, because why? There's more ladies in the church than it is men, and that's for a reason. It's y'all's fault. It's your fault, because you train horribly. Let me show you how you train horribly. You come to the word, you come to the church, your man's at home. You ain't married. He's your boo. He's your bae. You come to church. Baby, you need to come to church with me. Nah, I ain't going to church. Baby, you need to come to church with me. Maybe next Sunday. Baby, you need to come to church with me. Look, I'm not going over. You keep coming to church, right? Here's how you train horribly, and it's your fault. You're trying to get me to come to a place where what he teaches, you don't do yet. You've been going, you've been going for a year. 
And every time you come home from church and won't tell me how good it is, and, and I know he done said something about what we doing is wrong, but you still do it with me anyway. Horrible trainers. Why would I concede to something you've yet to give into yourself? Why, 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 why should I go listen to him when what he's told you ain't helped you? How's it going to help me? Horrible trainers. Then, then you break up. I'm going to just show you. I'm going to walk you through the whole thing, too. Why he walked me through the whole thing? Because y'all put me through it. Then y'all break up. He, break, he leave you. And then you get mad at the church. Got something to do with y'all not working out. He didn't even come. <laughs> I just got so many things going on. I know. One of them is you don't listen. That's why you over here busted up. Now let's get some gear right. Let's get up. Let's do this again. Let's do it right next time. You know, we're going to do it right this time. Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. See, see, we got to get out of this thing of wanting to be in the church to just make us feel better. Because you only get to feel better while you're here. We're trying to give you something so you can apply to your, your makeup so that when you leave here, you're still God strong. You, 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 how many single people we got in here? Put your hands in there. Put your hands in there, single people. Okay. How many? Okay, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. And how many of you never want to have your heart broken or broken again? Can I give you some advice on how to do that? Keep your legs closed. Keep them closed. Huh? That's it right there? Keep them closed. Why? Why? Because you're going to see how much he care about you. He gonna see, you're going to see how much he care about you. But you know why you won't do that? Because you, you don't believe you're worth keeping your legs. You don't believe that you're worth waiting on. Because you're being conditioned. Because if I was worth waiting on, why hasn't nobody waited on me yet? Well, one of the reasons why is because you was badly trained growing up, and you ain't, made, you ain't gave him no reason to have to wait. Oh, he's talking over here. Ernie, y'all, I feel like I might get ganged after this. You might need to. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 so you, won't, you ain't going to make him wait because you don't think you're worth it. And until you figure out you're worth it, he'll understand that you're playable. Somebody should just gave me some money. It's okay. It's okay. I just blessed somebody. Bow tied and everything. Listen, let me, let, me, let, me take, let me take a deep. I don't know why I'm in this. Hold on. He held, I don't know why I'm in this essence right here. But, but something's popping over here. Uh, so, so, so let me. Uh, the, if you <laughs> if, if you sit. Usually this is a good time for a bathroom break, ain't it? <laughs> you know what? I got to pee again. <laughs> let me, let me. Jesus, help me. I promise I'm safe. The, the reason why, I, I'm going to be over for a little bit. The reason why we don't wait <laughs> is because we don't think we're worth it. See, see, if you're single but you got a bull or bay and you're in church and they not, here's what I challenge you to go home and do. Huh? I'll come back and on. But y'all married, James. It's okay. 
just scoot over a little. Just, he said, do your thing. Just scoot over a little. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. Real talk. You're single. You're single, but you got a boyfriend. Right? You got a dude. You got a man. But you're single. Let's don't get that twisted. You're single, but you live with your man. You're single. You're single, but you've been with your man for three years and got two kids. You're single. Quit running around putting your name that ain't yours on your Facebook uh, page. You try to be a Johnson and you know you're still a slaughter. Stop it. He ain't married you. It's just two popular names that came to mind. If I got any Johnsons or slaughters in there, I'm sorry. Y'all <laughs> see it? You know what you you know what it means when you take somebody's name that ain't your husband and you make it your, your name anyway? You ain't prophesying, you lying. You ain't prophesying, you thirsty. You just gonna, you know what, he ain't asked me to marry him, so I'll just show him what it looks like if he was. <laughs> I've been told to stay in this part right here. All right, so here, here's the test. Here's the test. I'm gonna see how, how many single women we got in here again? Put your hands up. Come on. Come on. I'm not, I'm, even if you got a boyfriend, you're single. Don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Because I had more hands up last time. Okay, uh-huh. No, 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 you ain't single. I, my best, my best. You single, you about to be married tomorrow, but you single now. Melinda's single. Okay, get this. Get this. Go, okay. Now, how many of you single but live with your boo or bae? I ain't coming at you. You ain't even got to put that. Okay, cool. You won't be, you both, I, I like that. That's real. Go. Usually people don't lift their, lift their hands, and I ain't got to look. That nobody <laughs> threw me off with that one. <laughs> Go home and say, because I know it's some other ones. She was just the boldest. She was just the realest one. We can't keep doing it like we've been doing it. And if we can live together, and we can lay up together, and we can act like we've grown together, then we can be married and be together. Go home and say that. And, say, and then say something like this. And if that can't happen, I'm going to need you to pack it up. you know what? Ain't nobody going to take that challenge. You know why? Because you might find out how, how real the love was. You see what I'm saying? So now you won't go take the challenge because you're conditioned, you know, that you don't put, hey, you know how hard it is to have a good man out here today? That condition. That's what I'm talking about. If, if he, they said if he was a man, he was a real man. If perhaps about this, this, if he was your man, he wouldn't be packing up. See, see, see. Every time single women, let me tell you something. Every time that you have sex with someone that's not your husband, what you do is you rob them of their emotional responsibility that they're supposed to have towards you. Make it plain, Pastor. So you can wake up after. Uh, you know, as we lay, and then you wake up and have a headache, and he'll say, baby, I got a headache, and he ain't got to go get you no aspirin. He ain't your husband. He's your sin. Oh, Lord. He's, 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 he's not your husband. He, he's your keeper from the gate. Love yourself enough 
to go home and say, uh, a single lady to go home and say, if you love me, then you better put a ring on it. These women run around here copying Beyonce on everything else. Copy her on that. She said, Jay, if you love it, you better put a ring on it. Jay put a ring on it. <laughs> he conditions you to lust. So when love shows up in the form of a person or a relationship, you don't know how to handle that. So you just have sex. All you knew, all, you, all you've ever known is sex. You've never encountered love. So you can't see love when love comes. Because you've been conditioned, watch this, to miss what was right. Ain't that something? We have been conditioned in most of the areas of our lives to miss what is right. I was hoping people was going to join the church today. I got a feeling ain't nobody joining today. And I don't, I'm not even coming back over here to visit. I think he is. Tell you who I think I am. I think I'm somebody that loves your soul. I don't have to know you. I don't have to eat with you. I don't have to. But I love your soul, and I want it to go where it's supposed to be. I want you to win in the earth realm and in the heavens. Amen? That's who I am. That's who I am. But here's what's deep. Get this. If we change our conditioning, and we're out, if we change our conditioning, Every advantage and leverage that Satan has had over your life is over. Did you hear that? Even in your health. Can I, can I show you how health and we're out? Health, this is how health, Satan has even conditioned your, how you think about health. Somebody gets sick in here and then the next thing you know, they think about four people that had the same sickness that didn't make it and automatically start writing their will. Those four people, and I'm sorry if they were close to you or whatever, that don't make no never mind, has nothing to do with you. And, and, and it could be that those four people were conditioned to accept death when the bad report came, and that's why they died. But you better learn how to say when the negative report comes, what did we say last week? Snatch the negativity from it. This is not unto my death. I know what it done to the last four people that I know, but it, I'm not going to be the fifth. The devil is a lie. You understand what I'm saying to you? How many of you walk around and say, my daddy had these knees, or my daddy had, or my mama had this, and, and you know, and, I know, and my sister had it, and, 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 and then y'all, you automatically, you ain't, you ain't even had a symptom yet, but you done gave it to yourself, because they had it, so you got to go and get it. Got to go and get it. Hmm. <laughs> got to go, write that down, got to go and get it. We're going to make that a saying. How many, how many of us have done that? We automatically say it's going to happen to me because it happened to so many that we're connected to. Conditioning. Conditioning. And turn it around. Once you stop, once you turn around your thinking on certain situations, once you say this isn't going to happen to me, you take power from the enemy and the leverage that he's had over you. You want to take the leverage back. Amen? Amen. Somebody put their hands together for the Lord. Amen.